Vibe Podcast with Tanya and Claire. Hi everyone! Hello! <laughs> Tanya's just fallen through a chair. Say <laughs> that I'm too large for Claire's chairs. I literally have just, my ass has just fallen through a chair, which is ridiculous. Well, you'd moved from one chair to the other and that was creaking and that was creaking. The table's creaking. And I said, um, and just, and I said, is it creaking because I'm fat? And then I fell through. <laughs> but the only reason she fell through the chair is because I was lazy and I haven't clipped the seats into the frames since I've... I mean, I have had these chairs and table repainted... It's been a while. ...for a long time. And I have the... Sta- the reason they're not clipped in is because I intend on stapling the fabric underneath the cushions. Because, look, it's all baggy. And oh, I only did okay. that because I had... I either had people round or I had... Um, visitors mm. and uh yeah i thought i'll just quickly tidy it up before they come and then i never ever got round to properly doing it no. and that's it happens all the time that like connor has fallen through it before yeah connor weighs a lot less than me though yeah is that a good thing or a bad thing uh well i don't know i don't think it means anything it's just a case of you know this is gonna I play on lazy. my head now for like the next week every time i go to eat sweets i'm gonna be like I felt no it. it's not I it's not it. it's because it was sitting it wasn't lined up properly it happens to us all the time i did i just need to fix them <laughs> please fix them before i come round again no. oh, i'll just pretend that you fixed them and that it's just because i've lost so much weight in the next week oh i don't pull through the chairs anymore Oh, that'd be nice. My kids are really irritated me to say. Oh. Yeah, they're really getting under my skin. I don't know. They just need to look at me. And I'm like, oh, go away. Oh. I don't know why. I don't know. I think it's because they're, maybe they're getting a bit older, they're getting a bit ballsy, and they want and to involve themselves in the conversation. Do you know what it is? What I think sometimes is what you're working with kids. Mm. So you're with kids all day, mm. and then you've got to deal with your own. It's not fun. That maybe that's what it is. I think it is. There's too many. You can't have kids around all the time. But. I'm I I'm I I don't see them, really. Well, you know, I think I was complaining last week that I wasn't I didn't see Aidan much, because he's been all. Was I complaining last week? I was complaining to somebody about not seeing Aidan very much and that he'd hold no. himself away upstairs and on his phone all the time. And I was not. I'd banned him. Yeah, I had because it was on the Thursday or Friday. Anyway, besides the point. Hmm. Me and my kids are really fucking getting under my skin. Yeah. But it's fine because I've got my brother coming tomorrow and he'll See, diffuse the situation. See, that's nice. And he's actually coming. He's texting me to say, I'm looking forward to coming Aww. down. I was like, yay! I oh, haven't got the weekends fun. mixed up again. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> not blowing me out for no good reason. <laughs> no. Now, that'd be really nice. When yeah. was the last time you saw him when he was up the road? Uh, oh, gosh. Uh, you had it been over a year ago. Oh, wow. Oh, fucking what? Wow. No, you went in the summer. Yeah, no, I only went to Derby. I went to my aunt's and Gregor wasn't there. Have you not been to Scotland this year? No, I've not seen Gregor since last summer. Jesus. Wow. That's pretty bad. Yeah, he's your brother. Oh, God. Wow. Sorry, Gregor. Yeah. I haven't seen my dad. Give him loads of gin. Yeah, I've got loads of gin in. Mm. Um, I haven't seen my dad in that amount of time either. Or Trev's mum. Wow. Or Haley, no, I've not seen any of them since last. I really thought you'd gone up this. Only because I went, I went up, I went up the road. Up the road. But I didn't go all the way up the road. Right, okay, so you went midway up the road. Yeah, halfway up the road, four hours away. Halfway. (laughs) Yeah. See, no, yeah, and I suppose Trev's been, hasn't he? 
Uh, yeah, in my brain. yeah, that could be it actually, because he did go up. Yeah, yeah, he yes. up in the summer. Oh. Um, I don't think we've got any hot news. No, it's I've been, had a. It's been quiet. a busy work. Well, I've had a busy work week. I have no brain, sometimes, so I don't know what but happens. I'm always I'm very vacant often. No, I have a um I've got a fun story. Oh, so, do you? Yeah, about um so one of the lads we work with and he's been listening to podcasts for ages. So we're all, I'm always saying Aiden, 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 Aiden. He's very cool. I do adore Aiden. He makes yeah. me laugh. I seen Aiden this morning. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, I'm jealous. Yeah, we met up. Oh, a sneaky meet up in the car. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren's not listening to that. Wow. Oh, all right, Aiden. I thought I was your favourite. No, apparently not. Well, he so two. He is just like he's he's an activist. Mm-hmm. He is. It's in him. Like I can say anything. And he's like yeah. And he posts stuff on Facebook all the time. Mm-hmm. Just and I'm like, well done, Aiden. Like it's just he just is just cool. Yeah. And so he texted me the other day to say that he'd nearly punched someone in Zara. And Aiden's such a nice boy, mm-hmm. man. Sorry. Um, nice man that he would never yeah. like he's not an aggressive man but he said he was in the queue in Zara and the there were two women at the front of the queue um, mm-hmm. in hijabs and um, taking a long time to get their stuff and the man behind him started fretting and cussing and then basically said um, why don't they go back to their own country Fuck so Aidan turned he said in his face with his finger and was like you need to fucking shut up basically just sort nice. of him, said, you racist bastard and I was like Excellent. Oh, Aiden. Oh, like, that's He was like, I really wanted to floor him. But and I was like, well done you. So that was his first. That is amazing. Dedication. And it is. And do you know what I said to him? Because not everyone would have said anything. No, exactly. Not. And that's what I'm always saying. Non-racist versus anti-racist. Non-racist. You might be non-racist mm-hmm. and have stood there and gone, that's disgusting, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to say anything. But Aiden is a full anti-racist. And so he told him. And that is the difference, isn't it? Anti-racist, you're taking... Yep. active steps towards improving the yeah. world and it's great to be non-racist yep. it's great to be aware yep. of the difference in people and not ma- not choosing to make that a reason to um judge somebody but to actively stand up to people who are being cunts. And we have we have to because if we don't if we just sit by and watch injustice then mm-hmm. nothing changes yeah so it is um so i was very proud of him then and then he sent me a message today and i was in a meeting you know when you're trying to look at somebody you're like i can't look they're in a meeting and then so he'd um so megan no not megan i've got megan on the brain but not megan Kamala Harris, um, so Piers Morgan, because he's a twat, had put a post up basically just saying how he doesn't like Kamala Harris. Was he just trying um, to keep his name relevant on social media? Basically, I think so. But So Aidan had tweeted Piers Morgan. Nice. And basically just said, um, maybe, just maybe, you don't like her because she's an American black woman. The, just saying that... <laughs> Piers Morgan has retweeted. No way. Aiden. Yeah, just saying maybe I was the same with Hillary Clinton. And then you've got this little Twitter war happening now of people commenting, slagging Aiden off for saying, why do people have to bring race into it? And then other people going, yeah, but Aiden's right. And you know what I was like? You're famous. You, oh you're famous. Oh my God, he's trending. He is. It's so cool. Hashtag <laughs> Aiden. Like, oh, <laughs> it's so cool. I was like, go Aiden. Look at you taking nice. on Piers Morgan. <laughs> Well, someone needs to. Well, that I did then comment and just say, um, to be fair, I think Aiden is right, and you have just shown yourself to not only be a racist but also a misogynist. Did you so, say it like that as well? Yeah, yeah, totally. When I, I read your words, that's how I hear your voice. 
I was, you know when I went, you know when you go in, I go all ranty, and then I was like, no. Step back. Delete, 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 Step delete back. for 20 minutes. Yeah, delete. Shit. I have done that many times. And there's been many times I should have done that. And it hasn't. But can't always be rational. No. Not often rational. But it's occasionally irrational in an argument. Yeah. And it's, yeah. But so big up, Aiden. You are my star of the week. Yeah. My son has just walked through the door and he's like, yes, oh. me. <laughs> Not you, oh, Aiden. Not, not you, Aiden. Big A Aiden. different Aiden. <laughs> Big Aiden, not little Aiden. Yeah, he is my star of the week. So That's very well cool. For just taking charge. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. Did he say if the guy had any comeback to him? Go away with that noisy stuff. Thank you. I know I appreciate you buying me gifts, but not while I'm doing my podcast. <laughs> and don't put sweets near me because I'll inhale them. <laughs> That's your favourite ones as well. Fizzy them. They are so good. <laughs> I can smell them. Oh, God. Oh, it's bad. Yeah, did um, the guy in the queue say anything? No, I don't think he did. Did you ask him? I did ask him. I don't think he did say anything. I think he just said he was a bit flustered. Hold on, I'm checking my phone. Because that's often my worry when... Not necessarily a worry, but that's sometimes a thought that runs through my head after I've stood up to somebody. Mm. You know, regardless of what the argument is or what the discussion, rather. Yeah. Is that what if they come back with something that's just a bit? Because I'm I'm one of those people that walks away from an argument. I'm like, (laughs) sick. I should have said that. If I just said this and I just said that. I would have had them and, and you know it would be one of those kind of hair swishing moments you're like <laughs> walking away and you're like fucking yes yep. and they're oh, like oh my god they were so quick yeah. I just didn't know what, I didn't know what to say doesn't that not really happen no it ne- that's yeah. never happened to me but I always think it will do one day yeah see now I'm I've got better. I was, and those that knew me when I was young, I was a bit more fisty mm-hmm. than I was mouthy. Mm-hmm. That um, because I would, my brain didn't work as quickly as <laughs> my excuse. So I'd get <laughs> flustered. So I'm just going to hit you, and then that's it. I'm not aggressive anymore. I don't hit people anymore. And I only, I never started a fight ever in my life. Mm-hmm. I've never started a fight. But um, yeah. Whereas now, I'm pretty confident that I can flatten most people in an argument. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'm ready. But no, Aiden has said the man didn't say anything. And I think that is one of the key things, especially when people are racist or homophobic or saying something yeah. like that, especially in public. Because mm-hmm. from how it sounds, this bloke probably didn't realise he was saying it that loudly or yeah. thinking anyone's going to hear. So then what are you going to say? Go on. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to say? I've just called you a racist pig. Mm-hmm. What are you going to say? No, I wasn't being racist. You just, just told them to go back to their own country. Mm-hmm. So, well, shall we have this conversation? More often than not, they'll just be like, mm-hmm. like really? You've called me out. Like, I'd like to think that at that point, that person's like, fuck yeah, shit, sorry. I totally, I will not say <laughs> that again. Because yeah. at some point in some in people's lives, they have to change. Not mm-hmm. everybody, but people. Like, I've read stories of um, white supremacists and what have you mm-hmm. that have been there, like, in their activism role or whatever they yeah. de- deem that role to be. Mm-hmm. And fully believing in the, in the belief system of that body that they're standing yeah. for. And then they've, they've turned around. Yeah. There's been an event. And I do believe that people are capable yes. of changing. No, I, I do. do. Um, I did like to think that, you know, that your words could have the power. And you just don't know for some people, you just don't know if somebody calls you out and you feel deeply embarrassed or you feel shame 
around people that you love. Mm. Like if you're out shopping with like your wife or your children or your friends mm. and somebody mm. challenges you on something that's really, yeah. really snide yeah. and deeply hurtful, would that make you think? Shit. I, I, I think that some people though would be defensive. Like it's, yeah, they it, totally they would. automatically go, but well, I'm not wrong because it's this and yeah, that, yeah, that. Yeah. But you hope that at some point, yeah. They do look and they do sit and I think, said, oh, do you know what? Yeah, that was a liberty. In the quiet was, moments of their, yeah. if they're to themselves, yeah. when they get out for a shit in the middle of the night, they're like, no, it's no shit in yeah. the middle of the night. I don't know. <laughs> People like that shit heads. <laughs> They've got so much shit in their bodies, they need to get it's it out. Got to come out in the middle of the night. <laughs> Possibly. I don't know, I pooed at five o'clock this morning. Yeah, but you get up at five o'clock this morning, so that's your wake up poo. Mm. That's fine. Yeah. If you woke up at two, so just go for a shit. That's just random. That feels really odd. Just going to wake up in the night. I'm going to go and have a shit. <laughs> go for a wee, number one, and run a number two. That's very odd. Yeah. But no, I do, I do think people change. That I think, if I look at even how much I've changed as I've grown up, mm-hmm. my mind has expanded. I'm more aware of my yeah. surroundings and of my environment and of myself. And so you just think, you hope that, no, I'm sure, and I know I probably would have made derogatory comments about someone when I was younger, because you do, your brain's not fully formed anyway, but you don't think about the consequences, I suppose, as much when you're young, or Mm -hmm. think, you don't realise the impact of your words. So Mm -hmm. that's why, for me, I like working with young people and trying to explain that to them. Yeah. Whereas with adults, it's harder, because you just think you're you're pretty fully formed now. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot more to change an adult's mind. Yeah, but then if they've never faced that challenge before, Mm -hmm. if nobody has ever said to them, what you've just said Mm -hmm. is wrong. They may have seen it on telly, but they may have not heard it from themselves. Like someone saying, nah, what you just said there is really offensive. That is wrong. You cannot say that. Mm. Um, I was going to tell a little anecdote there of something that happened in the summer that that person might be really offended (laughs) if I said I tell the story, so I'm not gonna say it. You can tell me later. <gasps> you know the story anyway, no. so there I know. are so many stories going through my head now of people being offensive. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm like, which one are we talking about? <laughs> Could be many, many, many. Oh, we'll have to move on from this now because that's it's yes. gonna be like that innuendo chat, isn't it? Um, yeah. so we were gonna talk about um, or what I wanted to talk about the other day because it was we were gonna record on Tuesday night. Yeah, but uh, we had to change our plans at the last minute, and we quite often like we like to follow a schedule. Like we like to take our our listeners' suggestions, yes. but sometimes we override that with our own <laughs> genius and brilliance. We just want to, yeah. yeah, what we want. It's all about us it and is. what we want to we talk have about. We to meet our own needs. First. Absolutely, absolutely. It's the rule of life. And I had this real passionate desire to talk about the perception of aging, and I. I think it was because I was starting to think about my Christmas shopping and thinking about how the last couple of years, and I know there there is a story, bear with me, Uh um, about the, (laughs) how much harder I find Christmas as I get older. And it should be the other way around. I should be, I I don't know. It's just, I find it so overwhelmingly stressful. And I know, yes, so stressful. I'm, I'm, it's the cost probably more than anything knowing and because all my children's birthdays are around about that time it's like well and Freya's is before Christmas and I think that's what fucking throws me so much as well because 
well, if Freya gets all the good stuff for her birthday, then that means I've got to hold right, back on the right. good stuff at Christmas for the boys, and then the boys have to get the good stuff for their birthday. But Connor's too little to understand that. Oh, and Aidan's... Yeah, it's I can, all... I can feel the spiral. Yeah. That, okay, that, makes, that makes sense. It gets yeah. totally nuts. And then I can't then plan for Christmas or Santa until oh. Freya's birthday... Because her birthday is the first of December. Right, okay, so then. So, so it, it's. I really want to get right. it over and done with by like November payday. That would be just be yeah. nice to just have it, just cut at that point, so I can then enjoy. Because I love Christmas time. Mm. I love the festivities. I love yes. getting ready for it. I love. I'm already. I'm. I'm dehydrating fruit in my yes, fucking well, oven at the really moment. Nice. Just to make fruit garlands. Making me Smells like pie. I did say. Where's the pie? What pie? I don't know. It smells like a pie. That's what I can smell. It's like a pie, like a fruit pie. Well, there's two things that I'm doing at the moment. I'm drying out limes for my gin this weekend, and I'm also drying out oranges for my Christmas tree. So, so random. You are honestly the 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 things that you do (laughs) over the years. So, what you did? What do you want for your birthday, Claire? A saw. I've never known that. But that sums it up, really. So, yeah. Oh, well, this morning, you know, I say, I, well, I, t- I tell you, I get up at early doors in the morning. Well, yeah. I woke up really early this morning just thinking about chalk paint. Because I decided the other day I was going to paint my, this swivel cuddle chair that I've got. It's very comfortable. And um, it's, it's really lovely. And it's a nice fabric, but I don't mm. like the colour of it. It's like that, well, for the listeners, it's like a creamy... It's like a grey. It's not grey. In the daylight, it's not grey. It's like, nah, it's like a beigey grey. Yeah, beige. yeah, it is grey, but it's not, nice. mm, it's not great. Okay. I don't love it. I like it. It's okay. It's it's yeah. fine for the room. Like, it doesn't stand out. Mm. Um, But it's just a bit of a bitch to keep clean. Okay. And, um... What colour are you chalking? I didn't even know that was a thing either. What like, colour am I chalking or what colour am I talking? <laughs> <laughs> I want to go and do it teal, like a really poppy teal. When you say teal. chalk for people, because I don't chalk know what paint. A, what is a chalk like? So it's a mineral, paint, like it's chalk. a mineral based paint. So it's oh. thick. You add, you apply it like in a watery. Um, you water the fabric, and mm. then you water down the paint, and then you add. So you're basically dyeing it with um, natural mineral pigments, as opposed oh, to dyeing it with like a dialon, which is um, a chemical based pigment. Have you done this before? No. No, and this is why it's had me up early in the morning because it's on my... I was even dreaming about it last night. I was dreaming... This is really weird, right? So I've not worked with Heidi in a really long time. But I was working about... I was dreaming about working in the nursing home with Heidi. And um, I was just boring her to death about talking about chalk paint all night. And that's it was in my dreams. Like, that's how I know I need to do something. Yes. When it comes, it filters into my dreams and yeah. it wakes me up thinking about it. So yeah. I came downstairs and I um I went onto the bloody black hole of YouTube. Um. I completely digress of what the topic of the podcast was going to be. <laughs> um, this is not on topic at all. But yeah, I got um totally sucked into all these videos on YouTube mm. on how to like the best way of applying it. Blah blah blah. Anyway, so mm. it's uh so that is going to be. Don't know if it will happen before next week. Could do. Oh, I just never know. At the weekend, though, you? Yeah, I know, but that doesn't stop me. Oh, really? <laughs> if Rude. I have an idea in my head, I'm like, <gasps> it needs to happen. I need to yeah. give birth to it. So, um, no. so yeah. But what were the whole kind of 
perspective of age came from was not only just like as Christmas, like as a child, Christmas is like you live your life for Christmas. Like your birthday's cool, but Christmas is Christmas. See, I don't know. It's what? It's, it's, it's very weird. I've said this to people before. I have no memories of Christmas as a child. Not a, like none. There is nothing in my brain. It's very odd from... I probably remember Christmas, but it's the same with a lot of my life. Before the age of, say, 10, 11, mm-hmm. that I'd have very little memory. It's like... Wow. I've spoken to my counsellor about this before. I feel like I have, there's a block, but there were reasons. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's really... And it's it's weird. So all the my Christmas memories are generally older as a teenager with my mates mm-hmm. like we used to all go to my mate Cassie's house or <laughs> anyway I'm digress um yeah so it's weird so I don't really yeah I don't it's weird so now Christmas is ma- like since having kids Christmas was massive mm-hmm. but I think because I don't really remember it so I'm just doing what I want to you're do you're rewriting the book yeah yeah and I think part of the struggle that I have is I'm trying to on the most part, I tend to do things, like if I think, oh, what did my mum and dad do with us when we were kids? Oh, they did it that way. Okay, so I'll do it the totally opposite way then. Right. Because that's okay. just who I am. Just right, a total okay. rebel to my core. Um, yeah. I will always go against the grain or the right, fibres okay. of my life. Yep. And, uh, but Christmas is one of those things like, well, what did we do? Because we always had really lovely Christmases. Mm. Um, apart from having to go to church, which I really didn't like. I never enjoyed it. But that was part of our Christmas right, day. We knew okay. we had to do it. Mm. Um, even down to like how we do the wrapping paper in the morning like I, it's weird because Trev gets annoyed with me because he's like mm. why are you fucking why are you going about with the fucking black bag why are you trying to rush mm. everybody why are you trying to clear up or we're not going anywhere and I'm like oh yeah I know but we need to fucking tidy up yeah. get rid of all the wrapping paper and I'm like but why why am I yeah. doing this because that's what my mum did as soon okay. as the presents were opened she then came through with all the, all the black bags were there. My dad was there with a fucking VHS recorder. Aww. And we'd all do our little interview piece on what Aww. we got from Santa and what we got oh, from Christmas. that's really cute. Yeah, it is Have cute. And I, no, because it pains me to think about it. I hated being in front of the camera. Oh, hated no, that it. would be so cute. I absolutely hated it. And I get taunted by my family over it because like, they always say, <laughs> oh, why are you not smiling in pictures? And why are you like, okay. always really awkward in front? I was so conscious oh, of having that lens i fucking hated it mm. absolutely been a bit of a show off so mm. i can see um, that mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but yeah. it also it led me to think about like what were the kind of things that i worried about in my teens like i've because i've thought about more and more recently as i'm well i'm 37 now like i don't consider that to be old by any means but i do feel like it gives me a little bit of perspective mm. on the things that I think I wish I'd known. Right, okay. Rather than the things that I think I know now. Right, um, okay. Yeah. And I don't know if that's... I don't, I don't really know where it's going, to be honest, but it just it got me thinking about mm. the things that we worry about now. Will we worry about them in 10 years' time? Will we think about... Will it even be a factor in 10 years' time? Mm. Like, the pressures that I feel that I'm under now, will they be right, pressures okay. that I've... Yeah. Like, I'll be able to laugh at in 10 years' time. Like, oh, my God. Remember when you were 37, Claire? And um, yeah. and these are the things that you're talking about, and getting all stressed out about. Yeah. Buying Santa pre- oh, shit. Buying Santa a present. 
Yes, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, that like I think of the things that I I I was so casual in my twenties about mm. my life. Like I wasn't really planning ahead. It was, and I've always kind of lived my life very much in the moment. And I do think it's mm. it's nice to to disengage from the busyness and the stresses of what yeah. life or what society expects you to to do with your life. Um, but then sometimes five years can go by and I'm like, oh my God, what have I done? My God, I've done nothing. I've just spat mm. children out. Yeah. Like, what else have I done? Because I wasn't, and I, I, re- I remember writing about this in my book and I, when, I've, when I've read it back and read about, about this, the statement of like, I wasn't, I wasn't particularly ambitious or something. It was something along that lines and I thought, I, I feel like I am now, but I wasn't then. Okay. So will I still be in 10 years time? Am I stressing mm. myself out? And I'm not stressing myself out, but is it things that are actively pursuing my thoughts? Right, will okay. it be a similar sort of mm. experience for me in the future? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's, I think if you think back, it's like 10 years ago, that yeah, we do, we do change. There are still things I suppose we hold on to, but where, how I'm old? So ten years ago, I can't even think. I've got the worst memory of where I would have been turning thirty-one, come forty-one, nearly. That, but I wasn't working, so it was going. I wasn't working then. Mm-hmm. I didn't really care about not working. I was bringing up my kids. I was enjoying myself with my friends. Yeah. That. So there wasn't any real, definitely like you said, like ambition or anything like that. Whereas now my brain is consumed mm-hmm. with what am I doing next? How am I doing next? Have I sent this off? Have I done that? Yeah. That's, and that's, I hope that in 10 years time I can look back and go, well, look how far I've come from mm-hmm. what doing all of this stress and worrying now. Mm-hmm. But then you think 10 years before that, like in my twenties, but it's, do you know what I realized the other day? And this was really weird. I've still, it kind of freaks my brain out slightly that I had Callum. No, I didn't. I didn't. I'm lying to myself. I honestly have just lied in my brain so hard. You know when <laughs> it actually hurts my brain? Because I had Callum when I was 23. I didn't. I really didn't. How old were you? 25. Oh, so it's only two years out. No, so. but my point, I was going to say that I left school when I was 17. Then I had Callum by the time I was 23. So I only had six years in between of not having children. you actually had eight. That when I, yeah, which mm, actually is That's a, quite a big a difference. Big difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two whole years of fun. <laughs> Child-free fun. You know, it, was, it was. it When I was thinking of that and thinking it's not... Thinking of my teenage brain of being in school mm-hmm. to then being mum brain... And thinking at that point that I had Callum that I was a grown up, mm-hmm. or even when I left school I thought I was a grown up. I was not obviously a grown up. You're seventeen. That and then having Callum and thinking I was a grown up compared to now yeah. and going, I was not a grown up when I had kids. I was. Yeah. I was still. My brain was not there mm-hmm. yet. I was still learning. So I was. When I was twenty four, actually, it's only the year after. Um, but yeah, it's interesting to think of that. Always gets me of how how mature we think we are at certain points or mm-hmm. how how well we think we're doing and things like that and then you look back and go actually like no that's re- it's just yeah i was so uh, and i know people have kids a lot younger yeah but i was still so young thinking right i'm i'm a responsible adult yeah. i can look after these children and they're gonna and that is well. almost expected of like that's the norm for well for our culture anyway mm-hmm. to have children in your 
early to mid 20s mm-hmm. if you have children in your 30s um it's becoming more and yeah. more common now yeah. for professional working women or yes. professional working couples yeah um and you know it's getting more and more common for women to have their first child in their 40s but for the majority of people and for the majority of people mm-hmm. that i tended to surround myself with yeah. it was the mid to well, the early to mid 20s yeah. by the time you found somebody that you were settling down with I mean mm. when I met Trev I didn't think I was settling down I was moving to England but I wasn't yeah. settling down as such I like it was Trev no it was Trev that said to me oh do you want to have kids and I was like fuck off <laughs> is that what you're doing you try to trap me <laughs> trap you <laughs> nice do you know that's weird because Sam was the one that raised it to me oh, as well. Yeah, imagine. Jeez, See, and this is another thing I sometimes think about. Like, if I, if I'd been more ambitious when I was younger, would I mm. have made? I mean, I would have probably made other choices, and it does it yeah. sends you down that thought path yeah. of, well, what might I have done? And but yeah. I don't believe that your life takes that course. I do believe that it takes a certain course, and I trust that the things that happen. Yeah are meant to happen for me and yes. that they're the right things to happen for me. And I, yeah. I hate to think in retrospect, oh, I wish I'd done this or I wish mm. I'd done... Because that is not a healthy no. way of thinking. No. I don't agree with that. No, but it, but it is. It's weird that... Like, the butterfly effect, though, was, I, that mm-hmm. froze like, my brain slightly sometimes. A lot froze my brain. That um, of if you'd made one... If one different thing had happened, mm-hmm. how different your life could be. Yeah. I find that really fascinating that you could and, have and, just... But you'll never know. No. And that's it. That's what you can never, like, you like to think of the butterfly effect, but you can never actually, like, so what would have actually happened? You can dream. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I have found myself saying to children, and I wonder if this has come about for me. I think a few, I've had a few kind of personal and spiritual revelations since working with more and more young people. Mm. Um, is the thoughts of the impact that words can have on you. And, like, Mm. do they have as much impact on young people as what I think or what I give them? Because Mm. I think of... And I've said this before about, you know, when somebody says something really insightful to you, Mm. and you're like, oh, I'll remember that for the rest of my life. And (laughs) when you you listen or you read people's autobiographies or you listen to them talking, and like, oh, my mum always used to say this, or my dad said to me on my 16th birthday, and you're like... That's the moment I want to have with my kids every day. Yeah. I want them to be like, oh, oh mum used to say this to me. And oh, mum. And it's so big headed of me. It's, it's mm. so self indulgent that I'm, <laughs> I want all the credit yeah. for the insightful words that I give yes. my children. And then I listened to something today, and I think it was oh, that bloody podcast I'm always going on about. Mm. Three little words. Three little birds. And I keep telling words. people to listen to it. And it's uh, it's not even renewing with new episodes no. because it was a lockdown podcast. But anyway, it doesn't negate the brilliance yeah. of it. Yeah. But they were talking about um, the, I think it's, oh, I forget what it was exactly what they said, but Matthew McConaughey said in his book, be less impressed and more involved. And I'm that's, this. oh, I love that. It's yeah. so powerful, that little yeah. phrase. And I've been trying to use that right, more. Okay. Um in thinking about the things that maybe I haven't got to yet. Mm-hmm. Not that I haven't ever or will never do, but it's the things yeah. that are kind of, I feel like are snapping at my heels yeah. and I'm like, be less impressed by all of that yeah. and just be more involved in getting to where it is I yes. want to go. But yeah. sometimes I'm confused about where it is I even want to be as well. Okay. Um, right, okay. And that's... Yeah, because that's, you need to, well, not you don't need to, but to kind of, 
to move forward, I suppose, having that kind of idea of where you want to go or what Mm -hmm. you want to do. I very much, the last week, I've had that revelation again. It's it's just the fire. This happens quite a lot with part with me that Mm -hmm. I just go, and then I go, chill. And it's suddenly, it's like someone has just gone, set literally set my ass on fire Mm -hmm. and gone, go and do what you're meant to be fucking doing and Mm -hmm. stop sitting back and just being a dickhead basically mm-hmm. and so I am I feel like part is where I love my job and for everyone that listens I, I genuinely love my job I love my team I'm constantly shouting that but part is my heart yeah educating young people being an activist that there's not a feeling professionally mm-hmm. I think that I've had like I get when I do a workshop with kids or mm-hmm. when I've finished a training or even when I've put something on Facebook that makes a difference, it's like something in me goes, mm-hmm. you're making a difference, you're making a difference. It's just what I want to be yeah. doing. So I have finally, again, sent off my forms yeah. to register the company because I keep forgetting that they've been sat on my table for six months. And No, 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 no. Come on, let's tell people the actual <laughs> honest truth. Yeah. You didn't have a, a what? I didn't have an envelope. An envelope? <laughs> Claire, do you have an A5 or an A4 envelope? Uh, no, Tanya. Oh, 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 I'll just leave it then. No, Tanya. Order the envelopes, Order Tanya. Envelope. And I did. I went on Amazon and I ordered the envelopes mm-hmm. and I now have sent off my paperwork. And I had sent it off before. And paperwork is bloody difficult. To mm. register a company is not as simple as you... They need to stop it. So I have sent it off twice before and they've sent it back with little notes of stupid things. <laughs> so I've sent it away. So fingers crossed, they will send it back. It will be registered. I will finally actually have my CIC registered. What does CIC stand for? Community Interest Company. Oh, so it's basically a social enterprise. It's something, a company that is for the good of the community. Okay. Which part is. But um, the aim then is that, because I've been doing more and more like workshops and people are paying me for them which is mm-hmm. bloody amazing but I'm very aware of how many people can't pay me for yeah. them because of the environment that they're in because of schools or yeah. in the community where they can't afford that so the next step will be somebody fund me mm-hmm. properly so I can actually make this a reality mm-hmm. and it was just I was I think it was Ashley Banjo's documentary I was watching it in the hospital yeah, it was. Was in A&E, and it's so good because I haven't seen it but he's just I love and I think it's I see myself when, with people like this, that just things come from your lived experiences. Mm-hmm. That's where that passion, because you've lived something and you want to make a difference mm-hmm. because you've seen it and you can't have that happen again. And that's what he was kind of talking about. And he was talking to Jim Davidson, who's just a twat. Um, so Jim Davidson, after Diversity had done their dance on... Is it moving? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, sorry. Yeah, after they'd done their dance on Britain's Got Talent, Jim Davidson made a video basically... Um, just being a racist twat that he is. And so Ashley Banjo got him in to have a conversation and he couldn't, he refused to sort of see Ashley's point at all Mm -hmm. in why the things that he was saying were racist. He was like, it's not racist. And I was just watching it and thinking that, um, that while he was talking and just going, these are the conversations that I should be having. Mm -hmm. And Ashley was completely respectful and didn't like raise his voice. Jim Davidson ended up walking out. But it was just... This is, I want to be doing this every day. I want to be having these conversations every day. I want to be doing mm-hmm. workshops. I want to be going around the country and then around the world educating people on anti-racism. That's mm-hmm. where my 
passion sits and I think I've just I've been very comfortable in the work that I do with Mab with the DNI stuff it's 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 great I love it but I feel like now I have to stop the fear because I think mm. that has definitely been there that fear That's of, natural mm. yeah of what happens if no one wants to fund me or if I get funded and then it doesn't work like all these things go through your brain that but I think I feel like it's time I feel like yeah, it's what I need to be doing. There's lots of little things that keep happening that you sort of go, you're sending me a sign mm-hmm. that I need to get off my ass now. And yeah, I think I've got to start picking up on that and mm-hmm. not ignoring that. So I'm going to. So someone give me like 150k. That'll <laughs> do for a start. And there is perspective <laughs> of age, isn't it? Just yeah. understanding the nudges, understanding yes. that... That and it does take the experience of age yeah. to kind of figure out where your passion lies. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe this has come about because of the questions that I ask young people sometimes. And mm-hmm. you know, we ask them like, "How are you getting on in school?" and "What do you think about yeah. doing beyond that?" They're fourteen years old. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fucking hell! And you know, some people really know what they want to do in that age. They know what their vocation is. Do you they... know what you... If, if No, I still don't. No, but at that age, if no. someone had asked you, would you? but what would your answer have been? Because you would have had an answer. Like, if someone said to you at 14, oh, what do you want to do in your life? Claire? At 14, I don't 14, know what so I was. Like year nine, 10. Uh, for me, that would have been secondary four, secondary three, secondary three. Okay, so yes, three. yeah. Um... No, I wouldn't. I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I really had no clue. Okay. I've, I've never really known. And this is really, yeah. Okay. I've had thoughts like, I've, and this is why, like, I love asking people what they, what they do mm. with their life. And I'm like, ooh, that's a really interesting okay. thing. And then kind of thinking, would I have done that? Nah. And I take a mm. great deal of comfort in knowing that I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> Because then I don't feel like I've wasted any part of my life by by not having done that. that. And that was always my reason for not going to uni when I left school was because I had no passion for a particular thing. And I didn't feel that... I didn't have enough guidance around me to to help me understand what the benefit of going to university for four years and gaining a degree in Mm. a core subject that would give me future. Like I didn't have that guidance. I probably didn't look for it, but it wasn't readily available to me Mm. that I would remember anyway. And um, yeah. so, yeah, I've always kind of, I've always struggled to know what that that deep desire for me, I, like writing for me is, I've often wondered, is that my passion? Yeah. Because I don't pick up the pen or the, the laptop every day and write, right. but I think about it every day. Okay. I read books every day. My house is, and I was thinking about yeah. this the other day, I thought, the one thing, if you came into my house that would tell about me is that I like reading because there are mm. books literally on every yeah. surface. Yeah, that's true. Um, mm. So, and writing does feel like a natural thing for me to do. Mm. And I'm, but I think because I tap into the whole spiritual creativity side of myself, I'm like, oh, well, it's fine if I don't want to write every day because the <laughs> impulse isn't there. I haven't got yes. the channeling ability today, so it's fine. Yep. Um, so that's something that I query sometimes. Is it supposed? Am I supposed to be doing See, that? But why are you questioning it then? What is the? I don't as a whole right, because okay. I enjoy it and I, I right. love, I love creating something that 
And you know what? When I first began writing my first book, and mm. you know, I'd start telling people really cautiously that oh, I was writing a book, yeah. and or then once you become an author, and you start telling people uh, I'm an author, yeah. and so many people want to write a book, so okay. many, and I didn't know that. I didn't know okay. that everybody wanted to write a book. Okay, I thought that I was like one of these little freak writers that was like, mm. oh, I've got a I secret to share. To oh, so many people like, oh, yeah, I've thought okay. about writing a book. What's yeah. fucking stopping you then? And yeah. I found that the people who are kind of close to me, who have said to me, oh, I've always wanted to write a book, mm. are the ones who've stepped back since I have. Oh, really? Yeah, they haven't shared any of my stuff, they haven't bought my book, or they haven't told me they've bought really? my book. Yeah. It's oh, uh Wow. Yeah, but it's a, it's a jealousy thing, and I, I get that. I get mm. that, because if it was something that I really wanted to do, and somebody had gone and done it before me, I'd be a bit like... Yeah, but then... Just, yeah, but they're we not should celebrate each other's successes, yes, regardless we should. if it's, we if should. it's before. Or... But they're not in my circle. Right, okay, that's fine. Keep them in the outer not circle. Anymore. No, well, there you go. <laughs> They've done one. Good. Yeah. But, so, no, it's. See, but I don't know. I think as well with age, like you said, fear, I think, comes into a lot of stuff. Fear, and I think as you get older as well, you start thinking, I'm getting older. Do, do you I get... need to do something before I'm old? Well, that, and do you also get more scared now you're older about doing things? Think think more about, oh, well, this could go wrong and all that could go wrong. Not really, not overly. I have little bits, but I'm not a, I'm not a spontaneous person in that I just do it. But I'm equally, I don't overthink stuff. Like even when we're talking about this, like doing the podcast or any trainings that I do, I don't Mm -hmm. have a script because I just have to, I, I can't, if I think about something... I'll end up overthinking about it. Mm-hmm. So I just tend to not think and just do it. And then that way it's fine. Is that because you know that I'll have it planned? No, because it's with everything. I okay. don't, even with work, I'll go into like a one-to-one. I wouldn't have read the notes because I'll read them then and it's just, I just mm-hmm. have to do it. Because otherwise I think I do just get, I'll get drawn into it and I don't want to get drawn into something because then I'll have to, I'll think about it and I'll think about it too much and then you can't get it at your brain and then it's mm-hmm. like, I'd just rather just do it. Just do it. Yeah. And it, it'll either, you'll sink or you swim. And I tend to, well, not swim because I can't swim, but <laughs> I'll fly. I'm going to fucking fly because <laughs> I can't swim. Um, but yeah, I don't. And I've, I think I've often been like that. Like I just, I don't think about what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. The, but I'm not, a, I'm not a risk taker in that sense. I just do, like it's, the fault is there. It's planned in my head, but. I wouldn't, I won't have it written down. And if I, like, I take notes in every meeting I go to at work, I take notes. I have never once looked back on my notes. Mm-hmm. It's just a habit, but but it's there. It's in my brain now. Mm-hmm. So I'll just keep going. Is it out. in your brain now because you've written it down? Partly, probably. Mm. The, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, yeah, I just, I'm not a, I'm not an overthinker, but I, course, I, I stop myself from being an overthinker because mm-hmm. I just, refuse to do it and I think especially doing this kind of work I've seen how overthinking can sort of really take over your brain and with other people in my life and I'm mm-hmm. like it's just I've not got time for that no, it doesn't look appealing, does yeah it? I've got the serenity prayer on my leg which mm-hmm. I didn't realize at the time was for Alcoholics Anonymous and I'm not an alcoholic <laughs> I just like the serenity <laughs> prayer really fucking nuts but it's a very good prayer and it is it's just if you can if you can what is it? Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change 
the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Mm-hmm. So basically, if you can change it, change it. If you can't, let it go mm-hmm. and know which one. And that's generally how ha- I genuinely live my life like that. If I can't change that it, that is fuck a it, nice I'm not doing way it. to live your life, yeah. isn't it? I've had to because it's not. What's the point? Mm-hmm. In there's certain things that we have to worry about in life. Mm-hmm. Like my kids, I have to. They are always going to be a worry to mm-hmm. me, no matter how old they get. Family, friends, to a certain extent, and not friends being in my life, more how my friends are. That I worry about and making sure I want to know that my friends are okay because mm-hmm. I want everyone in my circle to be happy and doing well. But otherwise, what, what the fuck? Am I, what are we worrying about? Like I can't change it and if I can change it then I'm going to do something about it so I'm not going to just sit and worry about it mm-hmm. the, and I think that's part I think I do have a bit of a teenage brain still there's something in me like I'm not like I'm a student I'm a, I'm a student teenager mm-hmm. or a teenage student because my brain just doesn't think in that way and mm-hmm. that's how teenage brains are kind of formed they have no <laughs> no consequence I suppose and that's yeah. kind of how I think do you know what? Just recently I was thinking to myself that I've spent a lot of my life not thinking like very much in the moment. Mm-hmm. And that was what I haven't pieced it together was putting it putting it in that context. Like it's a very childlike way of mm-hmm. thinking. I don't I do things and I don't think about the consequences what? or I'll say yes to something and I'm like, Oh my god, that's a really great idea. <laughs> and then I don't think about the consequences yeah. and I'm like, Fuck yeah. why did I why did I not see that? And then I got really annoyed myself mm-hmm. because I haven't it was really obvious that that mm. was probably not a great idea. <laughs> so Why you're do- more of a risk taker than me, though, I think. Mm. You are... No, but I think you're a bit... Like you said, you're a bit of a rebel. That I do stuff because I want to do it, or I don't do it because I don't want to fucking do it. Okay. That, whereas you do, just go, yeah, come on. Oh. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> shouldn't have done that. <laughs> uh, shouldn't have said yes to that again. <laughs> but fuck it. It's, which isn't a bad way to be. If you think that's why teenagers are generally, they're miserable, but they're also pretty happy because they mm-hmm. just don't give a shit, really. Mm-hmm. They just live their lives. And like I watch my boys sometimes and life just, like I'm sure there's some teenage angst in there, but generally they're fucking happy as pigs in shit. Yeah. Because you've got someone doing everything for you, muggins mm-hmm. me. You go out your mates, you get fed 24-7, that you just... Can just life's a blast yeah. for them kids in my house at least anyway. But I, I think when I think back to being a teenager, I wasn't like there was teenage angst. I've always been pretty good at a mask, mm-hmm. so I do just. I've always had a front. Something I realised today, literally today, that and I've known this, but it kind of hit me today. That Sam's been watching Dave Chappelle, the comedian. Mm-hmm. He's suddenly. I never knew how obsessed he was with Dave Chappelle at all. But apparently he's really always liked him. Okay. Like, okay. So he started watching him yesterday. I think he's watched all of his shows like, the last couple of days just for fun. Mm-hmm. But, and Dave Chappelle in the like late 90s was massive. So as I was like a teenager. Mm-hmm. But I realised today how little I engaged with black culture mm-hmm. as a teenager. And I feel that, and even I was talking to Sam about it and saying that most of my friends, although most of my best best mates were mixed race and I did have like my black crew, but... It was still, it was like pop music or I sort of, I really did. And I feel like in a semi-conscious way, kind of turned my back on Mm -hmm. black culture because I feel like I wasn't fully accepted. So I sort of just went against it. The whiter you got, the more accepted you were. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, it it was a real realisation today of, and that's something that's really changed with my age as I've got, I've got more comfortable in my skin. Yeah, definitely. And I've gone, I am a black woman and that's okay Mm -hmm. for me to be a black woman. I'm still quite pissed off. I cut my hair. 
really quite pissed off. Really? Yeah. Because it's not... From when? From when I cut it, when I cut it all off. But oh, I think it looks great. No, now I'm happy. This, this is me. I am straight hair. The sides, I like the sides gone. But I was looking at pictures of me with the short hair and it's not my face. And I don't know if it is. I've said it before. I've had to get used to it. But it's not my face. It's, Do you know what? I get that. Because no matter how many times people say to you, oh, your hair looks really good. Yeah. Oh, you really suit it like that. If you don't feel like it's you, you don't feel like it's you. Yeah. Like for the last month, I think I told the listeners like I'd, I'd on a whim dyed my hair like yeah. Auburn yes. and I loved it it was very pretty I liked it but I didn't yeah. feel like me Yeah. and I've been having some kind of mental health struggles recently anyway mm. and that didn't help Not. and um, yeah. every time I caught myself it caught my reflection I'm like who the fuck is that yeah. Who is looking at me? Yeah. What is going on with her hair? That's not mm. that's not who should be looking at me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I got the bleach out on Saturday and fucking attacked it. <laughs> yeah. Scal- Back to blonde. Scalded my scalp. Yeah, it's amazing how no. much bleach has probably been for your scalp. But then it's short hair. Obviously. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I did say this to you. I would not have dared to be so risky and bold my colour if it was longer. No. Even when it was like bobbed. I probably mm. wouldn't have not have gone from dark to blonde or blonde right. to dark and that is such a bold yeah. move. It would have been it would have pain, been a painstaking six yeah. month. Hmm, thinking about doing yeah. this. Have you looked at my board on Pinterest? Let me send you some <laughs> pictures. What do you think about this? Oh, I'm not sure if I'm gonna do yeah. it. I'll maybe wait until the next Oh well I don't know. I don't Yeah. And um Yeah, yeah. whereas when it's short, you're yeah, like exactly that, yeah. when you're short it's No, it's not. I think I think it really does feeling comfortable in your skin and that comes from kind of top down mm-hmm. that you have like I have a very <laughs> fucked up probably picture or old picture in my head of what I look like it's, I don't look like that anymore I think I see myself as my kind of 19 20 year old self that was uh-huh. very skinny and just small boobs not small boobs perfectly pert boobs um, and now I've got older I've got wider my hair's got shorter but I know I'm I'm fine with my hair, like I said, now, and I love a wig, I love a braid, so that side of things I can change, but yeah, it's, that, just being comfortable in your skin, I think Mm. is something that, was it you that was saying, was it you that was saying the other day about one day, like, being comfortable in your skin regardless of, like, the size and whatever we are? Yeah, well, well, yeah, we were, I think it was last week we were talking about the podcast, so sorry to be repeating ourselves, but I think it is relevant, you know, when you ha- when you talk about the perspective of age mm. or ageing, yeah. does it make you feel more comfortable in your skin? And some days I look at my body and I'm like, fucking yes, I love that body, I love mm. everything it represents, and then other days I look at it and think, why? Why? <laughs> why? Just why? Why? <laughs> and, the, and like moments later, after I've been thinking why to myself, and Connor's poking my tummy, he's like, "Mummy, it's so jiggly," and I'm like, "Yeah, but that that was your home for for nearly a so year. I have you grew never up." Never looked at my tummy in that perspective. Really, that's where I housed my children. Yeah. Never. It's because it shouldn't ever look the way it looks, and that's for me personally. Like I'm not a judge of anyone. Mm-hmm. Like people do you, but. Yeah, I've never once looked at my belly, like, in a positive way mm-hmm. of, okay, it's all right, because you, like, the kids were in there. Mm-hmm. No, you fucked me up. I've got stretch oh, marks. Yeah. I've got saggy bits. And that's fucking kids. Yeah. But I have thought that before. as well. But I do try and consciously make that change of thought. And, like, well, 
My body is very amazing in the fact that it has produced three healthy babies who are now people mm. who are irritating the fucking shit yeah. out of me. Irritating me more at the moment <laughs> than they ever were when they were in my tummy. Oh, yeah. They were quiet then. Yeah. It's different when they're out yeah. here and they're just asking for things in oh, your face. But, yeah, yeah, I just... I don't know. Some days I think I've got a hold on it and I... I think I was saying last week that I think the weather has have, had an effect on me. Right, okay. But I definitely think I've come round to the fact that I am struggling with my mind at the moment. Like, it's okay. it's a bother for me. It's it's just not quite on the mm. the status quo. Okay. It's just kind of... What do you do? Or what are you, what are you doing? What do you do? Or how have you had that feeling before? And have you done something that's helped it? Or is this a new... I don't know. Thing? I think... I'm feeling the pressure of certain aspects of my age and my lifestyle. Okay. Um, I'm feeling a little bit of compare and despair when I look around me sometimes. Okay. Um, and that's a horrible thing to admit. It's a horrible, like, mm. and I think uh, probably if most people were to think about it, maybe you do look at other people and I think, think everyone oh, I'd like a little bit of that. that. But it is bothering me just now. Right, okay. And I think the change in weather. I think mm-hmm. it's not helping. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. There's no. There's no real reason for it, to be honest. Apart mm. from more self awareness, being more in tune, yeah. and putting up with less shit from other people, and as a result mm. of that, being like, well, putting up with less shit for myself, rather than just like push it down, push it down, no, push it down. I'm like, yeah. rise to the top, oh, girl. No. Feel it bubble. <laughs> and as I'm feeling it bubble, I'm like, oh, don't like it. <laughs> Feeling all the feels, ah. oh, and God, it's no. not—it's not the <laughs> nicest feeling. No, it's not. And um, no. but do you know what makes me feel so much happier is just when Trevor knows without me having to tell him, he can just mm. tell that I'm not feeling right, and he just gives me a cuddle. That oh. makes the whole day fine. Oh, really? Totally fixes everything. That's really cute. I know, but oh. he doesn't do it enough. No. And then I get annoyed at him. And I'm like, well, how don't you know? It's been 13 years. How don't you know? What is wrong with you? What's wrong with us? Is there something wrong with... Oh, then it just spirals and spirals and spirals. Yeah. Do you not say, I need a cuddle? I do. I do. I do. But sometimes, if it's gone that far, I'm like, well, I clearly don't fucking look happy. (laughs) So what do you think is going to fix it? I'm not asking for it. Just right, give okay. me a cuddle without me having to ask. Right, okay. Because oh. he does this, do you want a cuddle? Oh. And, <laughs> and it's just like a whole little game that happens and it just makes everything oh. okay. Does he know that you feel that way? Like, have you know. ever said that to him? I don't know, actually. See, I'll tell him to listen to this episode. <laughs> and then he knows. See, I don't want to be... T- don't touch me. No. Don't touch me. It's very, like, really rare... But oh, it's a cuddle like this. Like, it's not a... It's like, you <laughs> can cuddle me. Yeah, you cuddle mm. me. No, I'll tell you what, in fact... No, I don't... I generally don't want to be touched at all. It, even when I'm sad, like, keep away. But I did... Um, Sam cuddled me the other day, actually, and it was the first, I think I needed it. But we were watching The Help. It's So it's a Channel 4 programme. And Is it an adaption of the book? No, no, not that Help. Oh. I think it might actually just be called Help. No, it is The Help. It's a... It was on during lockdown, so it's about a care home. Uh, so it's an 
early on or an Alzheimer's care home and I knew and I know this because I've seen we like, do people have to told ourselves. me yeah. and it's Stephen Graham who I love and it's the girl from Killing Eve and I was like I've been building myself up and up and up down I'm going to watch this fucking programme I've heard absolutely amazing things about it people are like it's such a, it's a, just a one off mm-hmm. meant to be really really good it's care home it's in lockdown I've watched it I'd say six minutes and I you know when it comes so quickly that you're like I I <gasps> Mm. like genuinely couldn't breathe that I was it just and it came like a fucking wave and I was just sobbing and Sam came and I'm like you can't mm-hmm. you can't and then once but once I'd calmed myself down then he came round and he gave me a cuddle and that was nice because mm-hmm. I'd self-soothed mm-hmm. I needed that I needed that moment just to get it in get it out I'm done and then I can have a cuddle but don't come until I tell you to come. Mm-hmm. Don't, eh, don't, eh, don't, yeah, puts me on edge. Okay. Like, don't touch me unless I've told you you can touch me. Oh, wow. I have control issues on that, but um, yeah. Have you finished watching the show? No, I don't. Think Will I can. you? I really, really, really want to because it's meant to be really good. I don't. I've watched stuff with people with Alzheimer's, and I'm. It, there was something in. I don't know what it was in this program that just. I think as well he's. Stephen Graham's young, so he's early on set, and obviously that is on my mind. And there was one of the women, and it was something in her eyes, and that got it got me. I can mm. remember seeing her eyes and seeing the girl was talking to her, and something just, I can feel it now. It just, mm-hmm. it hit, and it's, I, I don't know that I will be able to watch it, yeah. which is, like my friend Lou said, try just watch like five minutes at a time. Yeah, <laughs> but if it's just thing. tormenting, it's, no. yeah. do you need to watch something that you know is happening in your real life yeah. and that you can, if you want to see it, yes, you can go and see a certain yeah. person. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. There's a film out of Anthony Hopkins as well. Um, that's meant to be really good. The father. And it's Alzheimer's again. I'm like, I, I don't, it's so I don't raw. Know. It's a really difficult, if it yeah. hasn't, I mean, my experience of it is really different to yours because it's not personal, mm. but I can see how fucking. But this is the thing: working in the care home, and I, I don't know whether it's because yeah, my mum wasn't that. Mum didn't have a diagnosis, then, did she? Yeah, she did. Just beginning. Yeah, yeah, it would have been at the beginning. So mm. I don't know if because she maybe wasn't as far along mm-hmm. then, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but and that again. Like age, because my mum's fucking what? She's just turned sixty, mm-hmm. and she is, she's obviously still my mum, but she's not my mum at yeah. all anymore. It's a completely different person, but not completely different person. That sounds wrong because she's not. She's still there, but it's not who she would, who she should be at that point. It's yeah. not who she should be. Yeah. That and that does. I know I make jokes about it, but that is on my brain already. Mm-hmm. Thinking that's only twenty years away realistically for me oh god that, that, and even if i actually look at it and think she probably it's probably been about three four years really if we look at it properly because my mum's always been a bit nuts i mm-hmm. think we we let it go a bit but that's it does it's starting to feel a little bit like there's a bit of a clock mm-hmm. or there could be a clock and that that does not scare me because like i said i don't I, I won't think about it too much but it's in my mind that you just got to... I truly... I've always said this. You have to live for today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because totally. you genuinely don't know what the fuck's going to come no. around the corner. And the last thing you want to do is go and not have said the things you want to say, done the things you wanted to do, made the difference in the world that you can make. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... 
just fucking do it. Yeah. Because you could not wake up tomorrow or you could wake up and it ain't your fucking brain. Yeah. So what are you waiting for kind of thing. Yeah. Really. It's um it is quite frightening, isn't it? Yeah. I um I've been listening or watching this program on Netflix called On Becoming a God in Central Florida or something like that. Okay. And it's Kirsten Dunst. Oh. And it's absolutely brilliant. It's like a drama. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's one season. Um, And the reason I haven't recommended it to anybody is because Hmm. it's for anybody who's ever worked in network marketing or multi-level marketing, it... Hmm. And they're loving their life or they're trying to build their business. Um, if you are, turn off now because you don't want to hear what I'm about to say next. <laughs> oh, God. So many years ago when Aiden just started primary school, I started a network marketing mm-hmm. business because I was fucking desperate. Mm-hmm. Really, really fucking mm-hmm. desperate. And I didn't see the error of my ways. Right, okay. And... I didn't for a l- I was with that company for three, four years. Really? Yeah, I think it wow. was about that amount of time. I mean, not like massively pushing it or whatever, yeah, but I was no. still, in my head, I still not had my anyway. business. And to be fair, I still have customers now who buy my products and I don't, okay. I don't disbelieve in the products, mm. but I disbelieve in the whole system yeah. and the whole model. And um, mm. so this program on becoming a god in look it up on Netflix and see if I'm getting the name of it right it's Kirsten Dunst oh my god she plays she's an executive producer on the on the on the show as well mm. and it makes me wonder what her drive was to tell that because it's a very particular story that they're it telling seems really different on yeah, she so is a, on she, becoming a god in central florida yeah on becoming a god in central florida that's right she is absolutely amazing in that role. Her body is amazing. She is okay. amazing. Her accent is amazing. It's it's a fantastic show. But fucking mm. hell, if you've ever, if you've stepped away from multi-level marketing or network marketing, whatever, whichever mm. umbrella you want to classify it as, you can sit there in comfort watching it. Be like, ah, yeah, I told okay. my God, oh God, okay. oh fucking stop, just. <laughs> Stop! Ooh, I've done. Okay. I've done all that. Oh God! Ow. I did that. Fuck's sake! It's really, really triggering. Oh, really triggering. Um, okay. And it made me realise how fucking desperate I was right, okay. to claw back some form right. of life after Trevor had his accident because it was only a couple of years mm. after his accident that I started right. my business. And um, I, I mean. I'm not ashamed of the business that I grew mm. um, because I learned a hell of a lot. Right. I learned more on what not to do mm. than I learned on what to do. Right. But it opened me up to a lot of things. And I have to say that it's probably the one thing that opened me up to some of the friends that I've got now. But okay. also on what it takes to start a business and mm. be consistent and to yeah. think about your mindset and that was my first right, um, okay. my first ever mindset link on YouTube mm. that somebody sent to me was um, oh we, we did it for uh, oh something would work oh Les, Les Brown 
Les Brown was the guy who's oh, got this the big... Oh, the dude that you said. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. But an inspiring black person. And mm. um, Les Brown was, was the guy that I chose because yeah. he's got the most booming voice. And, mm. and that was that video that was at the very beginning of my business that somebody shared yeah, okay. that video with me. And I just found it so empowering. And, and, and take that away from multi-level marketing. I mean, the, the two do go hand in hand, but mm. it almost tarnishes like working on your mindset and doing like thinking positively and Not. having affirmations and being grateful. Because for me, there's always that undertone of why oh, okay. it came into my life in the Not. first place, that network marketing and the mm. things that, that you're kind of encouraged to do recruiting people and mm. like sparking up conversations with people it's oh, oh mm. fucking hell man it's just horrible but the show okay. is so wet the story is so well told right i'll have to try it i haven't got anything at the minute it's uh yeah it's, I think. and a friend of ours had, had asked for a recommendation and i didn't no, didn't say it because I know that she has I know it's not something like she's massively mm. pushing um, or massively yeah, kind right. of building and looking at it as her one and only income yeah. um, and there's, there's a lot of people around me who do have little mm. sideline hustles like that and that's brilliant That yeah. but it's when you look at it on the scale like the people this, the characters that are being told in this particular show mm. are at the far end of the scale but yeah. it's the far end of the scale that you want to be when you're right. when you're really wanting to build a yes. network marketing business. You want to be there. You want to mm. be the the seven figure check earners. Yeah. Like that's what you're aiming for. Mm. And uh, I was I wasn't expecting the emotional oh, okay. wave that, oh, that came with that. that. Yeah, I know. But it's I'm on my last episode. I've got like twenty minutes left. So I yeah, okay. really want to finish this podcast so I can listen right. to it <laughs> or watch it rather. Yeah. Um, but it's oh, only Kirsten. Dunst. I don't recognise anybody else in it. I'm just trying to visually run mm. through the cast. Oh and um, it's really... It, it tells the story so well of right, what okay. network marketing is and how it encourages you to build your business. And it just... Mm. Just love it for the products. Don't love it for yeah. the model. Like, I, I don't... I, tr- I think- And that is perspective. The, yeah. the perspective of my ageing has given me and less desperation <laughs> I was going to say I think that is a massive thing with anything with any business or with any kind of job is that to do the job because you love it not because you're constantly uh-huh. striving to uh-huh. make the money I think that's where I've been very fortunate with part or even with most of the jobs that I've done especially since having kids mm-hmm. is that I've not done them re- I've done them for the money because obviously I'm not fucking rich and, mm-hmm. but, and I need the money but I've gone for jobs that I wanted because I want to do them mm-hmm. that not just because I need to do them mm-hmm. kind of thing and I think that really does make a difference to yeah life if you're doing yeah, something because yeah. you and you enjoy it that like, I genuinely I have lots of different jobs that I do and I can love all of them yeah there's not one of them that I'm doing that I'm going oh do you know what I don't want to fucking do that because mm-hmm. then I just wouldn't do it yeah so it's I think that does and I imagine with something like what you're saying with that kind of those businesses mm-hmm. it's not about the product for a lot of people for some mm-hmm. people it probably is but for a lot of people it is about getting to that next step and getting yeah. to that next step but that next step you hope will come if you're doing something that you love I know but you do that through that I guess yeah. but yeah it'll be, I'll watch that it'll be interesting yeah it's good there's 10 episodes and okay. uh, it was renewed for another season and now watching the last episode, I'm like, oh, yeah. season two would have been amazing because there's so much that could have come out yeah. on it. 
um, but it got cancelled oh. because it, they, they renewed oh. it at the start just before the pandemic and then right. they decided, oh, do you know what? The story has the story's been told well and it Not really okay. has so it been... it can finish at that point. Yeah, it can. It takes it a natural finish, I think. But there will be some cliffhangers, I think, that you just, as a viewer, Mm. you just have to Mm. resolve yourself. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, there's one particular event that happens kind of at the, kind of early on in in the last episode and you're like, my God, I did not see that coming. Okay. And uh, Mm. yeah, that would have made a really good storyline for season two. But see, no one, I'll watch it, I'll fight, I'll watch it. I'll watch mm-hmm. it, that sounds good. As you were just saying, there, yeah, I know we don't finish because we're running out of time, but I've just started a new book. Um, but it made me think of you as I started Hold on. It. You're starting a new book. Does that mean that you've I finished? I finished. I finally no finished. Way. She's fucking, she's a legend. She, it is. It's a brilliant book with lots of very insightful things. I've taken loads of screenshots and written loads of stuff down because I like... Was that an e-book? It was an e-book, but I've ah, taken a picture on okay. my phone of the e-book. <laughs> I don't know how to screenshot on my Kindle. Probably oh. can. I must be able to. But I don't know how to do that. But um, so I've started a new book now, and it's I cannot remember the name. It's something like racial justice, mindfully or something. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. not. But it's basically about racial justice, but helping to support yourself through mindfulness and meditation while also doing the racial justice side. Mm. And I was, I was like, this is very clever. I've only got like a couple of chapters in. That, um, but she's talking about like how she has to do like her breathing techniques and things yeah, before yeah. she goes in to do stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, can I be proud of me? Yeah, I am very proud hey? of you. Yeah, so I'll let you know how that gets on. Oh. But it's yeah, really insightful so far. But it is actually, I'm loving, and I never thought I would love a non-fiction book, but I think it's the headspace I'm in. Mm-hmm. I'm liking learning it again mm-hmm. at the moment on that, not on anything else. It's not. Fuck the degree. Yeah. Oh, don't. <laughs> Got to do shit. I did Google my way for a test this morning. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. 6.30 in the morning, Googling at test. See, but I'm up at 6.30. Very good. That is massive. It is. I'm fucking tired. You're not. Really you just tired. think you're tired. No, I am tired. And I'm not doing keto anymore. And I miss cheese. Because I was eating oh, cheese. So like what are you was, doing now then? I'm just eating like a normal person. <laughs> I've succumbed to my desires. No, just like not eating shit (laughs) is the aim at the moment. It's just don't eat shit. Just eat food, like calorie, not calorie counting, but kind of low fat-ish, just normal, like a normal person. But I just want to eat a whole block of cheese because that's what I could do on keto. Can't really, but I was. Hence probably why I wasn't losing weight. But I miss it. I might go home and have a slice of cheese and pickle. Well, I made a really nice quiche. Right, so I've seen this Jamie Oliver um, mince pie video yeah, clip that came up on Facebook. Oh, I've seen you when I went to Sainsbury's to go and buy the stuff to go and get it. Oh, was that one? Right. Yeah, um, yeah, and it was like making, putting phyllo pastry on the cupcakes and then you make the the mince pie in, in puff pastry. You roll it up like a sausage roll and then cut it like cinnamon oh, buns okay. and then you put it into the phyllo pastry uh, nest that you're making. Right, okay. Mm. And I thought, ooh, that's right up Trev Street. Don't know why I thought about because I know what Trev's like when he, when he gets involved in stuff like this. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, we could like we could like flambe brandy <laughs> over the top of it and serve it like flaming with melting ice cream all over it. It's like you and I are the only two two people in this house who like mince pies, Trev. Yeah. And it's early November, like yeah. let's just calm it down. Yeah. So anyway, he'd gone to the shop and he'd bought in replacement of. Um, Filo pastry, short crust pastry, 
Will this um, do instead? <laughs> no. No, that's totally opposite. Oh, You'll have I to do, take... I well, I'm not going to take it back. Oh. So I was like, what are we going to do with short crab pastry thing? Because I don't really... Oh, I'll make a quiche. <gasps> well, fucking hell, is this quiche not the nicest quiche oh. I've ever... Not even made, but eaten. Oh. It's fucking delicious. And it's still in the fridge. Oh, what was it? It survived. You got meat in oh, it. Oh, it's quiche Lorraine. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, quiche Lorraine. It'll be in your fridge when I leave your house. <laughs> 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 Might be gone. Uh, oh, dear. No. But look, anyway, on that note, we shall love yes. you and leave you. Please share the podcast, follow the podcast, send us your emails, follow us on our social media channels, yep. which I can't remember what they are at the moment. Put them in the show notes. Yeah. Just clean us up. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.